0: You're listening to the Northfield Radio Program, where faith, family, and culture all collide with the biblical worldview. There is a war that's raging for the hearts and the minds and the spirits of men and women. And you and I, as Christians, are on the forefront of that battle. The question is, what will you do? To find out more about the Northfield Radio Program and Caleb Gordon, go to www.calebgordon.com. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Northfield Radio Program. So excited that you guys are here with me today. As always, want to say thank you to our friends at Outpost Coffee. Guys, you do not want to miss out on this. They have the best caffeinated beverages in northeastern Oklahoma. Check their website out, outpostcoffeeco.com. Guys, I'm so excited. Um, On the program today, we've got Ryan Dobson back. This is his third time on the show and just really excited that he agreed to come back and and talk to us. We talk about hard-hitting cultural issues. Um, We talk about uh, the things that are going on. Uh, We see so many active shooter things happening in schools and even in churches. Uh, We see stuff even in in Walmarts. It's crazy. Um, We talk about pornography and how it's impacting the culture and how we as parents should be engaging our children. We shouldn't just quietly sit on the sidelines and let our kids do whatever they want. We need to be actively engaged in their lives. And so this conversation is just stuff like that. Um, I hope it encourages you and uh, helps you throughout your week. And by the way, if you like this song that's playing in the background, it's called Hallowed and it's by the band The New Kings. They are friends of mine, and they have this song out for download now on all major platforms. Check them out at NewKingsBand.com. Welcome back to the Northfield Nation, Mr. Ryan Dobson. This is number three, man. I'm excited.
1: Nice. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me back on.
0: Really, really excited. Last time you were, you were here in Oklahoma, it was incredibly hot. It was August, and we, we did an event together. So, And now it's, now it's snowing in, in Colorado. And we had our first freeze two it nights is. ago.
1: I'm, you know, I'm a Californian. That's I was born in California, so I'm, I'm never used to. I'm just never used to the snow. I'm never used to the cold. <laughs> Every year, I'm like, really? Oh, all right. And this is going to be. We can already tell. We had such an early snow in October. October ten. It's going to be a cold winter. So, yeah, Absolutely. lots of uh, smart wool socks, lots of long underwear for me. Lots of uh, <laughs> fire pit outside.
0: Now, see, I love the fire pit. My my middle son, Austin, he is obsessed with fire pits, and I got some wood from our neighbor that just moved from across the street from us, and they gave us all their leftover wood. So we're like, yes! And so Austin Saturday literally had flames coming out of the top of our chimney. I, like I thought it was going to catch the roof on fire, and it was like, that's awesome. So, but that's uh, <laughs> it was perfect. It was perfect. So, hey man, what uh, what's been going on in your life in the last? I haven't talked to you in a few months. What's been going on? in your life?
1: Um, a lot. We started a new program called Home Safe, where we're going to churches and teaching families how to protect themselves in and out of the home. Um, it came partly just from Rebel Parenting. You know, we get so many questions on, how do I talk to my kids about sex? How do I tell them about online porn? How do I protect them from online porn?
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: there was that whole thread. And then with the mass shootings happening, it dawned on me, no politician, no talk show host, no caster is telling people what to do if they find themselves in an active shooter situation. Yes, it's rare. It's rare that it will happen to you, but it does happen to people. It's happening all the time. Yeah. Why is nobody telling people what to do? It's just about to talk. It drives me nuts. I hate just talk. Teach something. Too. Teach people something. Give them some knowledge, something. And so we created this program. We've been going up to churches. We've had uh, two. We've got one coming up on the 16th of November in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, um, where we go through a whole thing on, you know, child predators, on, uh, you know, all the stuff with screens and online stuff, um, what to do for home invasions, what to do for active shooters, all that kind of stuff, how to be situationally aware, which is something they had to teach. About. You know, it, was, it came naturally for us. I grew up in a family that was getting death threats when I was a teenager. So Yeah it didn't really dawn on me how odd that was until I became an adult. And it's like, Oh yeah, no one else grew up like
0: that. Or it's
1: rare. So <laughs> it was a different childhood. And so now we teach people what to do.
0: That's awesome. So, okay. How, if a church is interested, I, cause I am very, like you and I have talked via email about some of this stuff and I, I am incredibly interested in, in this stuff because the world, <laughs> we're not, we're not talking about how to talk to kids about porn or how to talk to them about active shooter incidents in churches. We're just, we're just not, how do we get in? How does someone set up something like this? What, do, what, do, what does a church need to do?
1: Um, I mean, for getting us to come there, it's the home, com is our website. There's all kinds of sign ups and information there. We're providing more and more as, as we get it. Um, and here's what we tell people, too only 25% of churches in America have any kind of security protocol. Only 25%. And this is the other thing that parents need to understand. Their first duty of church security is protecting the pastor. The first duty of church security is protecting the pastor. So they're looking out for the pastor first. Mm -hmm. Congregations and families second. So whose job is it to protect families? It's the family's job. It's moms and dads. If you're a single mom, it's mom. Single dad, dad. Otherwise, you know, both. And the last time you want to have the conversation of what do – we do during a shooting situation is during a shooting situation. <laughs> I mean, that's where it's just chaos breaking right. out. And the conversation doesn't have to be huge. Just You know, like for Laura and I, if a shooter breaks out in church, she goes to Lincoln, I go to Lucy. It's because Lincoln is taller than she is and can run really fast, and I can pick up Lucy and sprint with her. Yeah, Laura can't. So we've already decided where we go and what we do. She goes to him, I go to her, we leave and then meet back to the car as available that was like a five-minute conversation it was no big deal but it's a huge deal if a shooter breaks out in church
0: Uh, absolutely time
1: where everybody's screaming and running i know what to do you know i know that i know where the entrances, and exits are in church that's the whole thing about situational awareness and this is what we tell people don't be paranoid be prepared right You know, we get paranoid and scared when we don't know what to do. When you've got a plan, the fear goes way, way down as a family. So Laura and I know where the entrances and exits are of all the buildings we enter. It's just one of those things you naturally do now when you become aware of it. You know, that last shooting in Walmart, um, the sad thing is people didn't know what to do, so they hid in the aisles. Right. And that shooter went from aisle to aisle to aisle shooting people. They should have run. They should have run. They should have gotten out there as quickly as possible. I can tell you all the walls in Colorado Springs are very similarly built, which is true mostly across America. You've got two main entrances. You've got an entrance in the garden section and you've got exits out the back for employees. But if there's something going on, you can go that way too. So you know what to do. This is what, there's a, a video we play in our program. In fact, all your listeners can Google it. If you Google... Houston Police Department, active shooter, the video comes up. It's like eight minutes. It's not very long. But what they teach is what we teach, and it's called Run, Hide, Fight. And that's what you do. You run if you can. You run and you get out. If the people around you won't go with you, you're responsible for your family first and foremost. So You get your family out as quickly as possible. If you can't leave... You hide. You hide behind something large that a bullet can't go through, and if you have to, you fight like your life depends on it because it does in that situation. Run, hide, fight.
0: That's Love what it. we
1: teach people to do. That's what the police department does. That's a great video. Um, you know, and then I, I was asked you – know, like a, a Sunday school leader was like, we have a Sunday school. You know, how do we talk to kids about this? And it's like, well, do you do you do fire drills? And they were like, yes. I'm like, there you go. That's what you do. Yeah. It's essentially a different type of fire drill. So you don't make them paranoid. You just prepare them. Right. If something happens. Here's who you follow. Here's where we go. Let's practice.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Love it. So, and something else you said you, you covered and talked about is is how to talk to your kids about porn. I, I, why do you think yeah. Why do you think it is? I because I've noticed. I, I remember <laughs> I was at an event. I spoke at an event and. It was a it was a junior high high school event and it was a retreat and I remember talking about addressing porn from the stage and I you know I got home and I got a furious phone call from a mom. Mom called me and like just no. and she was like how dare you talk to my sons about pornography they're junior high how in the world and I was just like you know sorry I just, I you need to understand that, that these are this is happening and 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 about a Month later, she called me back and apologized through tears. She says, my son just admitted that he has a porn addiction, and thank you so much for giving him the courage to talk to me. And I was like, oh, <laughs> so why do you think it is that parents, uh, why do you think it is that our parents are terrified to talk to their kids about porn? Um, Man, you know, I
1: honestly think it's easy because we're so afraid it's happening. And it's such a <laughs> devastating thing. And any dad that's struggling with porn is like, oh, my goodness, I don't know what I'd do if my kid was already struggling with it. I just don't want to find out.
0: Right? I get it. Ignorance is it's
1: bliss. It's but I get it. It's so scary that you don't want to talk about it. You don't want to introduce it to them if they don't know what it is. I mean, there's so many reasons why not to. I totally get that. You still have to. That's what a responsible parent does. Let me read this stuff to you. This is nuts. This is uh, about teens – By the time they turn 18, okay, Mm -hmm. by the time uh, teen boys have turned 18, 70% have spent more than 30 consecutive minutes looking at online porn on at least one occasion. 35% of boys have done this on more than 10 times. More than 10 occasions have they looked at porn for at least 30 minutes. Mm. 23% of girls, by the time they hit 18, have spent more than 30 minutes looking at online porn on at least one occasion 14 have done it more than one occasion. Wow. 83% of boys, 57% of girls have seen group sex on the internet. 69% of boys and 55% of girls have seen porn showing same sex. Mm. 39% of boys, 23% of girls have seen online sex involving bondage. 32% of boys, 18% of girls have viewed bestiality on the internet by the time they hit 18.
0: 18%
1: 18 of boys, 10% of girls have seen uh, violent sex. Sexual acts online by the time they turn 18 and 15% of boys and 9% of girls have seen pornography involving children by the time they hit 18 only 3% of boys and 17% of girls have never seen internet pornography by the time they hit 18 now that makes parents mad I, I get it I, I'm mad too Yeah. don't be mad at me be mad at the math, be mad at the statistics, be mad at the study, be mad at pastors that, I mean, I'm sorry, I, I'm uh, I just getting in so much trouble for this. Be mad at pastors that don't talk to their congregation about pornography and don't have solutions for what you can do if pornography is in your home.
0: Mm. Yeah. I, there's no sense. I, as, sorry, I, that's a little fire hose. No, you're fine, dude. That's I love it. I, I just recently became, I'm. I, my first Sunday as pastor at First Baptist Cedarville in Kansas, literally just was just this last Sunday. So, having this conversation because we have y- y- students in our church and we have a lot of young men and it's something that I think needs to be talked about. And I, I I'm, I'm the same, I'm the same as you. I, I grew up and I, I looked at, I saw pornography as a young, as a young kid. And I just, the thing that that's interesting to me and sad all at the same time is that the percentage of girls looking at pornography like that, yep. I, I get it a as a, it is crazy. I, I think I look at boys and I think, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Cause I'm, I understand, but I'm like, girls, that doesn't like, that doesn't compute. And then I look at all the stats of, yeah. of, of people, you know, jumping into homosexuality. I'm thinking, I wonder, is, is this, I'm, I'm asking you as, as a, I guess a professional, does, is this tied to, the porn epidemic, the, the whole jumping, all these young kids. Like my son came home the other day and he's like, Dad, I, you know, there's this guy that came home from school or came into school and said, Hey, I don't want to be called whatever his name, this, this boy name. I want to be called a girl name and wear an address. And I'm like, Could this be the reason why we have such an epidemic of homosexuality and transgenderism because of the porn epidemic? So I guess right. that, that's my question. I, you know,
1: I think it's probably there's probably partial. You know, I think part of it is that part of it is popular. You know, part of it it's in the news everywhere, and you know, people are are talking about it all the time. Um, yeah, and here's the thing, though. I really want to dive into this. Parents always want to know what to do. Like, well, what do we do? There's, you know, it's, it's, you're you're drinking from a fire hose. You know, we used to tease parents, and it was such a hacky stand-up comedy routine that parents couldn't set the clock on the VCR or the microwave and it always flashed 12, 12, 12.
0: Right? <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Yeah.
1: That was the thing, you know, in the 80s. Man, we are light years away from that now with TikTok, Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, and all the new apps still coming out. I mean, parents look at this and they go, I just don't know what to do. What do we do? And they're so terrified and they're so overwhelmed by, by the magnitude and the number of things out there that most parents freeze. I totally get that. I totally, totally get that. Yep. But there are things you can do. If you want to talk to your kids about, well, here's the thing. It's not if you want to. You should be talking to your kids about sex from the time they're very, very little in an appropriate way. It's just an appropriate way. And the series that we recommend, we've vetted all this stuff too. Like we've seriously vetted this stuff at Rebel Parenting. Uh, The Jim Burns series, he's got a book called uh, God Made Your Body, and he's got a book called God Makes Babies. And Laura started reading that to our kids when they were three, like at really, really early, because it's age-appropriate. It's not graphic. It's not inappropriate. age-appropriate. Right. It's like three to six, you know, seven to ten. And then he's got Teaching Your Kids Healthy Sexuality, which is for teens. That series, those three books, will script all the things you need to say to your kids. You can read those books with them. And if you start early, it will be less awkward as they get older. It'll just be a natural thing you guys talk about.
0: Mm.
1: And you should be talking about it. You should be talking about how God made your body. Talk about how God makes babies. How nobody touches our private parts. You know, there's just things that you talk about with them. The Jim Burns series of books, you can find all the stuff on Amazon, will help you do that. If you want, if you want to talk to your kids about porn the best resource available is Good Pictures, Bad Pictures, and Good Pictures, Bad Pictures, Junior. Um, essentially, it's a script uh, of what to talk to your kids about and how to talk to them. It is a great resource. We give it out here at Rebel Parenting. You can find it on Amazon. Good Pictures, Bad Pictures, and Good Pictures, Bad Pictures, Junior. Those are amazing, amazing resources.
0: Great. I love it. Thank you so much for that. That's awesome. Because um, we – we, I, I just – I I've, I've got three teenagers, and I I I'm not stupid. I mean, I know that they probably I know for a fact that my sons have seen stuff that are not appropriate, and we've had those conversations, and 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 I, it is interesting to watch. As you know, I'm 41 this month, and and people that are my age who didn't seem scared of things at all when I was in high school and college, they're like they're terrified to talk to their kids about stuff. And I just, totally. I, and I, I'm looking at TikTok and I got made myself a TikTok account the other day and I scrolled yep. through TikTok. Good. TikTok's, Good for you. TikTok's nuts. Like that's, I mean, some of it's really funny, but some of it's really inappropriate. And, and <laughs> so we, <laughs> we've gone through and had those conversations with my kids. I'm like, okay, listen, you know, and here's the thing. We as our, my, my kids' phones are not off limits, but we have parents who are like, oh, I don't want to invade their privacy. Um, you'd better. Oh, <laughs> you've got to be a parent.
1: You've got to be a parent. Here, let me give you a resource for that with your kids. Here's the thing, too, with your kids. Because you have to teach them autonomy so that they're adults by the time they leave your home. Yeah. What you don't want to do is restrict everything away from them until they leave your home, and they go crazy yep. when they leave your home. Yep. That's irresponsible parenting. It's well-intentioned, bad parenting. You can't do it.
0: Yep, I uh, agree. There's a
1: software you can get called Custodio. It's spelled Q U S. T-O-D-I-O. You say, listen, you can have a cell phone if we can install Custodio on it. That allows parents to see text, tweets, uh, you know, comments on Instagram and Facebook, allows you to see app usage, all that kind of stuff. Um, And it's just one of those things so that you can have honest conversations with your kids. There's a Mm -hmm. dashboard. Parents can see apps. You know how your child uses devices, apps, and the web. It's a really, really good piece of software. I don't have an affiliate program with them. I can't get you a discount on that yet. But it's a really, really, really good piece of software. And it's just one of those things as a family contract. Hey, when it's time for your kid to have a cell phone, we recommend later than sooner, but you still have to teach them how to use cell phones, how to use tablets, install Custodio on it. And here's the other thing I've got to tell parents. When your kids have a cell phone or tablet, they will make a mistake at some point.
0: Yep, they will. It's
1: just the way. You can't expect them to be perfect. You're not perfect. I'm not perfect. Caleb's not perfect. None of us are perfect. Neither are your kids. Do you hope they don't make mistakes? Yes, and they will. It's just a part of life. So don't break out. Don't, you know... Hit it with a sledgehammer, or shoot it with a forty-five, <laughs> or you know, whatever. You've got to have conversations with. They've got to know they can come to you at any time for any reason. Yeah, so that you're going to be a caring, compassionate ear to listen to them.
0: I, I think it was your dad that said, "Rules without a relationship leads to rebellion." And I, we've held to that. I wish that was Josh McDowell. Was that Josh McDowell? Okay, sorry. So yeah, yep. I And it was one, and one of the two. I love them both. I love them both, <laughs> but I got
1: to give credit where credit's due. I use that one all the time. That's exactly right. Rules of that relationship is rebellion. What you want is for neighbors, and you know when your kids go to people's houses for dinner. What you want is for them to be like, "Wow, your kid is so polite. They're so you know uh, grateful, and they say please and thank you, and they take their dishes to the sink." And you're like, "What, my kid?" What you want is for them to push the boundaries in the home where they're safe with you. Yep, not that they're angels in the home. And the second they leave, they're going crazy outside of your eyesight. That shows you what kind of a home you have.
0: Oh, that makes me feel so good right now.
1: <laughs> legalistic home, they can go crazy when they're, when you're not around.
0: That makes me feel really good because I have had multiple adults tell me things like that. and On, on more than just one occasion. what They're like, hey man, I just... Pull, they pull me aside and just quietly, like, hey, just want you to know y- your sons were so polite to me and they they were so engaging uh, well, in conversation. I was like, oh, <laughs> that's great. Because at home, I'm like, wait a second, that's not how it works at home sometimes. Sometimes we have some, some real boundary pushers in my home and, and, and they, you know every in my in my mind i yeah. think i think i want to have this conversation with my kid and he's going to say this and i'm going to say this or she's going to say this and i'm going to say this and it's going to all work out great and then all of a sudden i say something and my kid snaps and just like yells and i'm like whoa wait a second where did that come from and then we have to have a long drawn out conversation as to how we should interact with one another and how we should talk to one another and then it's yeah. i'm like but then i love i love that thank you you just gave me a, a reaffirming dad want. moment you
1: know- I think parents need to, like, we're in a very, very different era. And I think more modern parents. I don't think it was my parents' generation. I don't think it was necessarily your parents' generation. And this is not maligning them or disparaging them at all. It was a very, very different
0: time and a different era. 100%. But
1: I think parents today have to expect your kids, they're going to fail. They're going to fail on a regular basis. Allow them to learn how to fail in front of you. Learn how to fail around you. Learn to come to you when they do fail. I'll tell you in our home, this is the honest truth in our home. I've got a deal with my son, who's 13. i got a teenager now. I made this deal when he was 12. At age 12, there's an 85% chance young boys will see pornography in their 12th year of life. Yep. 85% chance. Only 15% are going to make it through the 12th year without seeing some kind of pornography. And I broke that down to my son. He was like, Daddy, why? Why? And I was like, I don't know why. I just know that's the truth. So... If someone tries to show you a book or a magazine or online porn on a laptop or a tablet or a phone or somewhere, if someone tries to show you that, if you stumble upon it on accident or on purpose, I don't care. If you will leave and come to me and tell me, if you'll leave the situation, come and tell me, I'll give you $200. He was like, what? I was like, should it be more? And he's like, no, Daddy, no. And I was thinking, ha -ha, I would have given you more. Mm. but." Every guy out there that was exposed to porn as a teenager wishes they had a dad they could have gone to that would have been understanding and caring and compassionate to them in that moment. I you know, They wouldn't this. have reacted with fear and anger, that would have said, Oh, I'm so sorry. Let's work on this together. Yep. Here's the things we can do. By the way, I got to give this too before I forget. The greatest resource right now for what to do if you find out one of your teens does struggle with porn or has looked at porn is a book by Jeffrey Dean called Raising Successful Teens. It's the best resource. He's got a whole chapter on what to do if your teen struggles with porn. It's the best resource available. You can find that on Amazon. It's totally cheap. It's called Raising Successful Teens by Jeffrey Dean. Because a lot of you will find out at some point, I mean, if you start having those conversations with your kids, and you've got an open, honest, present listening ear. They're gonna come and tell you that. Yep. And when you find it out, you've got to have a plan. That's your plan. Absolutely.
0: That's your plan. I love it. I absolutely, absolutely love it. Um, okay, so we got a couple minutes left here. Um have you have you done any, any cooking lately? Any any new new recipes? Uh
1: not much lately. I went six weeks with no sugar, no grain.
0: Oh, how did uh, that work? I
1: seeing if that was going to make as big of a difference as I heard. I lost 13 pounds. Um, yep, yeah, it was pretty interesting. Um, and then I went back on sugar for like four days. Like <laughs> Halloween was Thursday. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I ate a little bit of Halloween candy. I, you know, I tried to I got to tell you, my palate has changed. I've lost my taste for it. Really? I felt terrible when I was eating sugar. Yeah, I felt terrible eating sugar. So I, all the things that I've been craving for the last six weeks, you know, Dr. Pepper, I had Dr. Pepper. I don't like it. It, wasn't, it was not what my brain had built it up to be. It was low carbonation. I don't like low carbonation. It was kind of a weird sweet. I didn't like it. I tried pizza. Uh, I like my... I get the uh, gluten-free uh, broccoli cheddar crust pizza at Costco. I like that better now. Shocking! I can't believe it. Um, and then well, I got to tell you, like, I ate two small, like, fun-sized Twix. Those are pretty good. Uh, I had a peanut butter cup, which I was really expecting to be like, you know, amazing. It was gross. I didn't. I was so unsatisfied. Super disappointed. Hmm. The two things that really did live up to the hype in my brain was the Chick Fil A frosted caramel coffee. Oh my gracious! That is good. It that was is good. So good. I felt terrible after drinking. I mean, I drank a large. I had zero sugar in six weeks, <laughs> and I go from that to a large frosted caramel coffee from Chick Fil A. Oh, I felt fell so off the so train. Eat that day. Oh, it made me feel so horrible. <laughs> and then the other one was, uh, I had a huge piece of. Costco pumpkin pie last night, and it's as good as I remember it, and I still felt terrible. It was just too much.
0: Well, pumpkin, it's got to be healthy, right? Because it's pumpkin. (laughs) Yeah, I wish.
1: So, I mean, here's the truth. In the future, I'll probably have a little bit of pumpkin pie, but not like a quarter of a pumpkin pie. I just went hog wild, and my body was like, what are you doing? So, (laughs) that was new, but I still do, still cook like I've done, uh, I did antelope chili recently. It was really, really good. Antelope Mm. chili was fantastic. Um, yeah I awesome love it. good being a parent is, this is the truth of what I want to tell people being a parent is the greatest thing in the world it is such an honor like the fact that the Lord would choose you to raise a tiny human being and yep. to shape them and to teach them the ways of Jesus I've been visiting the thing I've been reading um, the Genesis commentary from Dennis Prager called the rational Bible commentary on Genesis it is astounding really. It is just blowing my mind. It is so good. It's so deep. It's so good. And so I'm now trying, like, my son has no interest in reading, you know, hours of the Bible commentary. So I just do it 10 minutes at a time. Right. I just, as I read along, I find, like, 10-minute chunks that I'm like, oh, this is so brilliant. Dennis Prager is so smart.
0: He is. so
1: crazy how smart this guy is. And so I just do 10-minute chunks. Kids can do anything for 10 minutes. I'm like, dad gets to read you for 10 minutes, and he's like, oh, he rolls his eyes, and I'm reading Dennis Prager Bible commentary to him. Oh, it's so good. Awesome. So I'll good. have to look that up.
0: I'm definitely going to check that out then. Well, um, okay, so if people are interested in finding out more about Rebel Parenting or the the church safety um, seminar, where do they need to go? What website? I'm uh,
1: building a brand new website right now, rebelparenting.org. That should be up soon. HomeSafe is at HomeSafeSeminar.com. Uh, you can find the Rebel Parenting Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, wherever podcasts are found. We do four times a week, all marriage, all parenting, all the time.
0: Love it. I will, I'm will. i going to link all that in our bio for this show so everybody can get to the links that way uh, as well. Let me well. tell you
1: one more, too. Yep. Uh, when is this going to air? Is it going to air soon or is it going to air later?
0: Uh, we're going to air this Sunday. This Sunday. Okay.
1: So... We have a brand new resource pack. It's got lots of the stuff I talked about in there. I mean, if your are struggles with the pornography. There's a great book by Cindy Beal called Rebuilding a Marriage Better Than New. Uh, there's some software that you can block porn from your home devices by Covenant Eyes. You've got discounts on that. You can get our resource pack. We do send out a newsletter, but looks like literally twice a month. We will not spam you. I promise.
0: You won't. I'm on that list. Uh, you don't emails. spam me.
1: Yeah, well, you can tell people. I do not spam people with our email addresses. Like, I can't stand it, so I don't do it. Um, But if you sign up for our newsletter, we send the resource pack out. You can do that by texting the word REBEL, R-E-B-E-L, to the phone number 444-999. If you text REBEL to 444-999, you'll get our resource pack which has the resources for your marriage and parenting process, and you'll get our newsletter, and uh, find out ways to subscribe to the podcast. Super
0: easy. Super, yep. And, And guys, I'm telling you, it's awesome. I'm on all those things. I get the texts, I get the emails and he doesn't spam you. And the, it, just when I need it, like it comes in my inbox, I'm like, oh, this is a great resource. So it's definitely something you guys should check out. Do not, do not miss out. Rebelparenting.org for everything Rebel Parenting. Um, Ryan, would you dismiss us in prayer? Totally.
1: Lord, what an honor, what a blessing to be on this podcast. What an honor that people take time out of their day to be Closer to you and to be better mar- better spouses and better parents. Oh, my goodness. I'm so touched and so honored to talk to parents and marriages out there. Be with all the parents out there, Lord. It is so much more difficult today than ever before to be a parent. It is yeah. a fight, it's a daily fight. Allow us to have the courage and the strength in you to be the parent you want us to be. Thank you so much for Caleb and for his ministry and for their church and for his podcast. Bless him. Bless his family. Bless all the parents and all the marriages out there, Jesus. In
0: your name, amen. Amen. Thanks again for being on the show. Anytime, brother. Talk to you soon. Yep. This program has been brought to you by DSR, a technology company that has been investing in Bartles of the Families for over 35 years. DSR, we deliver technology.